Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. You're listening to The Sporting Capital with Sam Hargraves on SEM. Yeah, the, the group's really united and, you know, I've never been more confident that this is top of the agenda for the AFL Players Association um, to push this through. And we spoke about last week wanting certainty, but always wanting, also wanting to balance that with being able to get a good deal in an important phase for the competition. So, um, yeah, we have to be patient, but we're united and, yeah, uh, sticking pretty strong that we think this is a deal that needs to get done. That was Daisy Pearce speaking to Gerard Waitley earlier today on SEN. So the AFLW season still without a concrete start date, we think, the last weekend of August. But the longer we go and the longer these negotiations drag out, the closer we get to that start date. And uh, of recent times, Daniel Harford, Carlton coach, Andy Marr, uh, SEN uh, stalwart uh, and Carlton runner, uh, Sabrina Frederick, AFLW superstar, uh, uh, join a growing list of people in the game who are crying out for the AFL to lock in a start date and, and, and at the moment scratching their heads a little bit that the league boss is heading over to do some swimming commentary for four days uh, on the 18th when we still don't know what is happening and when it's happening. So can you imagine for a moment being one of the existing teams with part-time players who have had a shortened off-season um, trying to figure out when the next season is, making arrangements with work, making arrangements with study, making arrangements with family, making arrangements with living, all not knowing when that starts. Imagine being them. Then try imagine being one of the four new clubs that's coming in to the competition. You're trying to put a list together. You're trying to recruit players. You don't know how many you'll be able to draft. You don't know what your list size is going to be. You don't know what you're paying them. What a time to be alive. A man that's seen a bit of this before, though. He was the inaugural coach of the North Melbourne Tassie Kangaroos. He's now the inaugural coach of the Sydney Swans AFLW outfit, which joins the league this year. Scott Gowans has been good enough to jump on. G'day, Scott. Hey, Sammy. How you going, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you enjoying it all? <laughs> <laughs> well, after that, I, I um, think I might go grab a couple of Panadol and a beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I... My heart goes out to, to, to you and to all the, the, the clubs at the moment to try and figure out it's not easy to plan for something that you don't know when it's happening and you don't know how it's happening. How are you managing this at the moment? Yeah, it, it, it is difficult. Um, it's, but I, I don't know. I kind of look at it um, with a glass half full attitude. I think um, probably just because it's just such a, a really exciting time. Um, and we've done pretty well so far. We're, we're probably a little different to the other three clubs. Um, mm. We've got we've got 18 players already agreed to play with us. Yeah. So, um, we built our foundation first um, and then had to throw at the stumps at some marquees and missed. But, um, you know, if you, I suppose if you don't ask questions, you don't get answers. So we've kind of taken that attitude, but we're really keen to uh, show up the open age signings first so that, um, you know, the, the base for the future, because I suppose if you think of premiership teams, everyone will tell you that you need depth. And um, so we thought we'd get the depth done first and we're really comfortable where we sit. So for us, it's not um, it's not probably in a panic stage with, with you know, are we going to get players? We're, um, we think we're in a pretty good spot and we'll have a pretty exciting announcement coming up in the next week, we think, with, our, with the marquee. So... Uh, yeah, it is. It has been stressful though. I'm, I'm not going to lie, and just the 
you know, the lack of uh, directions probably been the thing for us that uh, we just don't know what next steps are. Do you, uh, does it fill you with more or less confidence? And I, and I know you've got to be careful what you say, and I don't want to get you in any trouble. But when you see that the boss of the competition is heading off to do other things, are you comfortable with that? Does that worry you? Does it perplex you or does it not bother you? I think what Andy said, he probably summed up, it's not a great look. Um, so I'd back that up. But I also think too, we, we probably just don't have enough information. Maybe Nicole's set it up, um, you know, and she's got Zoom meetings left, right and centre and, mm. um, and and Gil's pretty comfortable that she can control it over there that, um you know, from, from Adelaide. So I, I don't know, but I, I agree the perception is usually your reality. And uh, yeah, it's not it's not the best look um, when we're probably all, you know, tired and frustrated as a staffing group at every club. But uh, yeah, I think there's a there's enough, um, there's enough information sort of starting to filter out um, as, as the AFL tend to do, um, that things are rolling along. So mm. um, yeah, I, I kind of, I get the look, but it's, I'm, I'm sure there's, they've, it's been well planned and, um, yeah. Yeah, Daisy was speaking today to Jared and gave really important insight into where the sticking points are from her perspective and, and, and obviously with her standing in the game is a pivotal figure in this. But she spoke about it's not just about money. It's about how many hours we work for the money and it's also about how many games we're actually going to be playing. We've got an opportunity here with the four new teams coming in to make sure straight away that the competition has um, fixture integrity. Uh, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, and I'm adding my own editorial to this, but the, but to get the competition right and make it as fair as possible straight away, at the moment it's thinking it's looking like the AFL want 10 games, whereas that's well short when you look at the fact that it's an 18-team competition. What do you understand to be the major sticking points at the moment, and what would you like to see in terms of a season structure, Scott? Yeah, I think that, I think that sums it up pretty well. That's where I, where I see it and what I've heard. Um, from my perspective, I, I'm I'm big on the the competition becoming um, something really special. I think it already mm. is something special, but to go to the next level, it has to get right. And while we're going through this frustration, um, it, it's a pivotal time in AFLW. We we all of us that are invested in this in this game, we want the competition to be seen as a, a um, you know a fully fledged competition that's world class and you know gives girls for generations to come a great opportunity. But at some point, someone's got to make a bit of a stand. And I think that stand has come from the players um, and I'm fully supportive of it. I think it's a, it's the right time to do it. Um, the season moving forward, I think, is also the right time. I, I like that. But the fixture integrity is probably the piece that you mentioned then. I'm, I would love to see where we could play each other um, once and know where you stand and know what you need from a list build perspective and... Um, yeah, it's no, no good if, if we get a fixture and the expansion clubs are all playing each other and um, you know, no disrespect to the teams that finished in, down the bottom last year but or this year. But um, you want to make sure that you're, you, know, you get your chance to play Adelaide at Norwood and um, you know, Melbourne at Casey Fields because then you know where you stand. Um, so fixture integrity is probably the piece for me that I'm, I would love to see if we could get closer to playing each other once. When, when there's a lot up in the air, Scott, in terms of, when does the, the jump to professionalism take place? And, and as I said before, you've got players who are sort of keeping employers on hold and uh, lives on hold and, and trying to navigate what they're not quite sure of yet. Um, 
I know you've only just starting to sign players, but you've been through a bit of this before in your time at North Melbourne. Um, how needed are you to be a reassuring voice? I mean, how I, I can only imagine, I don't like uncertainty at the best of times, but when you've been, if you've been involved in AFLW from the start, you've had six seasons of uncertainty. Um, I'd imagine that can, can take a toll and we're seeing it finally starting to take a toll on these players. Yeah, and the staff, like, by the way, I should say, and, and the staff, staff. I absolutely. Just, I was just about to say the staff are the ones. So yeah. there's no way the players can go full-time unless the staff go full-time yeah. because otherwise there's no one there to support them. Um, and I think the staff almost need to be 12 months ahead of the players and um, so that the, you know, the physios, the doctors, the assistant coaches, um, the head coach, everybody, there's still some part-time head coaches. Um, mm. It's that's where it's got to change and then get those systems, the facilities and, you know, the, the moment, and, and one of the good things with the, with the season moving is the, it'll, it'll sort of um, allow a bit of a mix of AFL and AFLW staff in some things. But yeah, if the, if the AFLW players are going to become full-time, you can't do that. You've got to, you've got to have your own staffing group. So the soft cap's got to go up and there's a lot to happen before that happens um, with the players. Um, otherwise, you, you, you're probably going. The competition's probably going to suffer. Um, but the, at the moment, I, I know in speaking with the other clubs, the staff are the ones that, um, are in particular, under a lot of stress at the moment to either retain players or to get players, and um, yeah, it puts everyone under a lot of pressure. Uh, we're speaking to Scott Gowans, inaugural Sydney Swans coach, um, building a list at the moment. 18 players, which is a phenomenal start. You started off with uh, Ruby Sergeant Wilson as your first signing, and then of recent times, uh, Brianna Tarrant. Uh, Jade Anthony, and you've got 18 players there. I, I heard um, Ellie Blackburn sing your praises despite not signing with you guys, Scott, but she had nothing but uh, lovely things to say about the way in which that process unfolded. So hopefully there's some big-name signings to come. I, just in in terms of that jump to the possibility of professionalism, if we're looking at this on a linear situation, when the next TV deal is up, we're expecting that the men's and the women's CBA will be combined. And I've been thinking about this for a while, that I remember back when Cricket Australia went through this, and it was actually Dave Warner and a couple of other senior cricketers who said, we, we, we will be including the women. They need to be paid more. They need to be fully professional. They need a good wage, and, 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 and we're not budging. He was, you know, he, along with the women themselves, really fought that fight, um, and he championed that from the men's side of things. And I was wondering who it would be from an AFL point of view that, that would, would fight that fight as well with um, the AFLW. And I heard Paddy Dangerfield the other week, and I don't know if you heard it with Jared Waitley, but he seemed like he was really up for that to make sure that, yeah, that, that did occur, that these that the men's and the women's is under the same pool, the revenue, rearing, revenue sharing stream. What does it mean to you knowing what this competition is at the moment and what you want it to be, that, that there is someone, the head, of the, the head of the Players Association, saying, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, no, I'm up for that? Yeah, yeah, it's huge. And I'm, I'm extremely fortunate. I've got Kate Marnie as my boss in yeah. um, AFLW, and she was a big part of the cricket um, equalisation pay. And, um, it's, yeah, she's told me some stories about it as well. And... I just think um, we got Dane Rampey at the Swans, who's very big on it as well. He's um, mm. he's quite often brought it up, and and I think it's 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 just part of the like you need that for the competition to go full time. We've got to have that support for the players so that they can get to that and have that opportunity. And um, yeah, I think it I think it means the world to the players. I know that the AFLW players, I mean, 
um, to have that support, particularly from Paddy Dangerfield, someone like that. So I think it'll get there, and um, it's just it's just it's got to be done right. It's the structures underneath it that need to be right. And you know, if you probably look at the expansion um, and the season moving forward at the same time, is is you know, it's it's probably not not the way to do it on, on reflection. I, I think they would the AFL would admit that, but. Um, we're in the boat now, so um, you know, we've got to roll away and, and try and get it right. Uh, sell the Sydney dream. Do any uh, prospective AFL player that, that's listening based uh, in, whether it be Victoria or South Australia, where I think we're in Western Australia as well, we're right around the country on the SEN network. Yeah, well, sell the dream, the facilities, the team, the, the, your support staff. Give me the spiel, please. <laughs> well, it is it is an, an amazing opportunity, um, I'm actually going out to watch the winter series on Sunday. It's going to be 27 degrees, so um, I don't know what the temperatures around the country is going to be on Sunday, but I'll be in a t-shirt and shorts. Um, but it's a, it is an amazing place. I'm nine weeks into into living in Sydney, um, and you know we've got a brand new facility at the Royal Hall of Industries. Um, it's nearly done. We'll be in there during our AFLW season, and state of the art's got an indoor field. Um, you know the 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 facility is absolutely amazing. So if a player wants to come and develop themselves as a as an athlete and get the best out of themselves, um, you know, 40 metre gym where the the men's program and the women's train can train together. There's no uh, there's no the girls come in after 4 p.m. or anything like that. It's all one. You can come in any time of the day. It's got trampoline pits, indoor pool, recovery pools, barbecue area, cafes throughout the new facility. So it's uh, it's amazing. Sleep pods, whatever you want. So um, yeah, I think it'll be the best in the AFLW um, and obviously um, one of the better ones in the AFL as well. Scotty, lovely to chat to you, mate. Brilliantly done on the cell. Good luck with everything to come amongst uh, the uncertainty. Hopefully the, the the clouds start to clear and some sunshine and some clarity can poke through. Mate, uh, good luck with everything. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Sam. Good on you, mate. Scott Gowan, Sydney Swans AFLW coach. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.